This is God Talk with Rev DDT. What would it be like to meet all of our needs out of the same kind of knowing and abundance that healed the sick, raised the dead, fed multitudes with a few loaves and fishes, appeared wherever help was needed, and taught love in every situation? What would it be like if we unfolded the whole potential of our human design? I mean, think about it. What would that be like? I mean, would it be like what Jesus did? You know, I think it would. I think it'd be a lot like what Jesus did. Actually, it'd be that and probably more. So if I remember right, it's written in the Gospels that Jesus said that we would do more if we believed. You know, um, it's pretty interesting where we go from there, right? Because that actually leaves us with something. We have to uh, look at that and wonder if uh, if we're really living our, our full potential or if we're really settling for what's second best, you know. Um, and it's easy to do. I did that for a long time in my own life, but I'm not about to do that anymore. And I know there's probably hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people out there that feel the same way I do about this. You know, um, there's a lot of things being said and done in the name of Jesus and in his saying that it's him saying it or his way of doing it that are not actually uh, him and don't have anything to do with him or his way of doing things. In the Gospel of Mark, Jesus is cited as saying that uh, uh, if we would believe in him and his gospel, that we would be saved. And um, you kind of have to really add, wonder what does that actually mean, be saved? Um, does that mean today I could be saved like from things that are going on in my life uh, that are bad? Um, does that mean that I could have things change that are that are, that are really causing me a lot of pain? Uh, or does that mean be saved in the end of something like the end of the world, so to speak? Um, or, uh, or, you know, as as Christians are taught to about the resurrection of the dead and Christ raising the dead and all that stuff, and it, it, is it is that the only thing that he means when he says, "Believe in me, and you shall be saved." It's a question that we need to all ask ourselves. Uh, what does that actually mean to you? What does that mean to you? I, I've asked myself that question. I know what it means to me. But what does that mean to you? You need to ask yourself that question. And uh, and keep asking that question. And, um, yeah, and do that. Do that. Do that for a while until you get your answer. Because your answer will come if you keep on it. Uh, Jesus was cited as saying that those that uh, ask, it should be given. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it will be open unto you. So, uh, so there is that. So we we have to really wonder, with you know, uh, with all these people sitting around waiting for salvation to happen and acting like a bunch of bozos in the meantime and saying that they're actually followers or disciples of Jesus when they're actually disciples of a Bible or disciples of their church brand or disciples of Pollyanism or disciples of anything other than just the solid teachings of Christ. I mean, if Jesus is the Word and He was sent to us as the Word of God with the Word of God, as the Word of God, which He is, to give us this message, that wouldn't that be the Word? Wouldn't that be enough? That should be enough. But you have all this other stuff going on, and you can see why it's going on. It's a huge business, giant racket. There's a lot to it. I won't go into all that because it's a lot of negative stuff that I don't need to 
I've already dealt with all that and passed passed that out me and and it's it's gone in a way so we'll leave that where it's buried but to say this though there is something that we need to actually t- to really take to heart to really consider in our heart of hearts and that is what Jesus actually did say that is listed in the Gospels. If you can't believe all of them, the Gospel of Mark is the oldest of the Gospels. Um, we do know now that it's uh, that the other Gospels were written in the uh, um, latter part of the first century and the second century. Um, so they were written by someone in the Catholic Church, I guess, or it was before the Catholic Catholic Church got organized. But it was as as it was being kind of brought together. There was a few different councils that happened over these periods of time, and that's where we get these particular Gospels. But the Gospel of Mark was written closer to the age of the time that Jesus was around. It was at, written shortly after he was gone, as from what we um, know by the scholars who actually are the caretakers of these parchments and what we have. Um, anyway, the Gospel of Mark, you know, it's really, 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 really simple. There were some things that Jesus said a lot about, and one of the things that he uh, covered uh, was faith, and one of them was love, and one of them was uh, our attitude, you know, our attitude in life and, 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 and how we handle each other, how we handle the God, this whole God thing, and how we handle each other. And these things are important, and he, he, he talked about them. The other Gospels have a lot of good things to say about these topics as well. And um, in the Gospel of John, um, it does talk about uh, they're, they're in John thir- between John 13 and John 17. Uh, it kind of breaks down through John 16, and then Jesus goes into a prayer, his prayer for uh, the disciples, uh, those that would believe in him and that would put their faith in his name that would come after. There's a prayer in there, and it's cited that Jesus said this prayer. And the prayer is extremely powerful, and it should be studied by anybody that's a, uh, especially anybody that's a, a, a lover of the teachings of Jesus. Um, they should study that prayer very, 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 and take it to heart, too. And um, But anyway, in the Gospel of John, between the chapters of 13 and 17, uh, it's cited that Jesus talks a lot about this relationship that the Son has with the Holy Spirit and, that, and the Father and the Father with the Holy Spirit and the Son and the Spirit with the Holy Spirit with the Son and the Father. And this relationship is a relationship that we have as a son of God and it's just, is as children of God. And this is the relationship that Jesus wants to show us. And it's, and it's demonstrated in everything that he does and says. And all of this is all part of what he's doing when he brings this message to humanity. But the problem is, is that a lot of people have boxed that message up in their own little version of it and created a philosophy around it and, and are selling it to everybody as this as the real version. And even in the Gospel of Matthew, it talks about uh, many false Christ arising. And you have to wonder if there's all these different brands of Christianity that are saying that this is the way. Wouldn't that fit that description of many false Christs? You know, I'm, I'm not saying that they all are. It just kind of makes you wonder, you know, when Jesus... There's, it's cited that Jesus says this in Matthew that many false Christs will arise and you know be careful don't be led away by these false Christs and all these guys all these different uh, religious institutions are pining for your attention and telling you you have to do all this stuff in order to be in a relationship with God which you don't have to do any of that stuff to have a relationship with God I already know that um, but I didn't know that for a lot of years so I went through that route to find this relationship with God and, and what I found was a lot of uh, frustration and confusion and a lot of people telling you what to do and how to do it and a lot of people not living in what they're saying not not really actually 
their words and their talk and their walk just don't line up. You know, their words don't line up with what they're doing. And uh, so um, anyway, so getting alone with God and, and seeking God um, in what we call intimacy with God, seeking God out, seeking the presence of God, seeking to know God, wanting to know God. And, and this relationship um, that I have with, with the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, wanting to have that, not only have that, uh, and but having the understanding of that so I could help other people have that relationship too, um, it was important to me. And it was important to me in, in this light that there was something going on inside of me that wasn't right, and I knew that. I didn't know what it was, and I didn't. nobody had any of the answers. Everybody kept giving me a lot of answers that weren't working. It just, stuff wasn't working. So spending time a lot of time alone with God and a lot of time seeking God and the presence of God and and seeking to understand what Jesus was really really saying you know and and really meant and and discovering this and rediscovering this over and over again has uh, just uh, done some absolutely wonderful things for my life completely changed my life if I hadn't done that uh, I would have still I would have probably been dead by now because I was really sick and um, it actually I, I'm healed now uh, in many ways, I'm not sick like I was. Um, I have to still keep doing what I'm doing, which is pretty, uh, pretty minimal, uh, pretty simple. And um, but it's good though. It's good, and I have a good, happy. I'm happy. I I have a rich life. Uh, uh, the prayers that I asked for um, when I first asked for Jesus and, and God and the Holy Spirit to help me, um, and and asked them into my life and asked them to help me. Um, those prayers have been answered. Um, they, they, uh, that was uh, when I was 14. I'm in my 50s now. I'm 54, almost 54 now. I'll be 54 next month in October um, on the 14th. And uh, anyway, uh, uh, that's when my birthday's coming up. And um, anyway, uh, that prayer, that, that initial prayer that started the whole thing has been answered. And it was answered just a couple of years ago, actually. And it has been still playing out in my life every day it's it's amazing so the prayer was this uh god will you please uh save me and save my family now as we were all uh violently crazy and 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 just uh just really bad mouthing each other and everything was just really really bad and i won't go into all that because it's a lot of negative stuff we don't need to go into but uh, it was just really bad and um it was so bad that i wanted to commit suicide it was that bad and I mean, when I say violent, I mean violent. And um, maybe someday I'll write a book about it. I don't know. But here's the thing. God did that. He answered that prayer. But it was through a relationship with Jesus that all of this, it was a process. And there was a relationship with Jesus that took place for all those years up until just a few years ago, which is still taking place. But that's when the prayer got answered was a few years ago. And walking with Jesus actually kept me sane for the most part all those years i mean i i did screw up quite a few times and i i am not a i'm not a perfect angel i'm not here saying that i am and i never will be and um because uh i i don't believe that people can be perfect angels what i believe in and i don't believe we're supposed to be either i believe we're supposed to be who we are we're supposed to uh learn from our mistakes and it says in the book of proverbs it says learn from costly mistakes so so if we're not making costly mistakes you're probably not learning that much and um, and it is you should be here to exp you should be here to f and be free in your experience of life and you should be able to live your life without having a bunch of people telling you what to do and how to do it because it's not their life. So there's what like uh, seven billion of us on this earth. So there it is, seven billion different opinions about whatever, 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 whatever what is. 
<laughs> it's just the way it is, man. Yeah, you can ask a uh, hundred people um, their opinion on something and get a hundred different answers. It's uh, interesting that how in my lifetime listening to my gut has actually saved my butt. Listening to God and when he speaks to me, it's uh, most of the time it's inside and still small voice. And he'll give me uh, insight and information I'm just not seeing. And every time I've gotten that inf insight or information, it has been 100% prosperous and wonderful. And uh, my life has actually changed because of that. Um, I'd get into jams where I'd be uh, frustrated about something not working out or whatever. And I'd sit down and I'd ask God what I should do. And I'd quiet myself and I'd listen. And then I'd hear. And then I would do what I was hearing. There was also the aspect of being able to see too. I, I, I see um, like uh, my mind is a movie reel, uh, like it's always going and it's in, in my, it works in pictures, a lot of pictures. And, um, and God speaks to me through that. And uh, sometimes I'll see myself and uh, an image of myself doing something and I'll go do that thing. And whenever I would do that thing, like if I would go to lay my, put my hand on somebody to pray for them and pray for them, they would actually get healed. And sometimes it would happen instantly. And sometimes it would happen a few days later and I wouldn't know about it for a while. And then I'd run into them. So the whole time I was, you know, separate from them, not knowing what was going on with them, not even having their phone number because it was somebody in passing, I'd run into them again and they'd go, oh yeah, guess what, man, that's right, yeah, oh, you're the dude that prayed for me and God healed me, man, and you know, so it's it's amazing all the different miracles I've seen and stuff and all the miracles that have happened to me too, um, you know, it's all been through uh, through this this time of, of sitting and waiting and, and, and asking and uh, I call that prayer. I basically... To me, prayer is a conversation with God. It's just being open and talking to God, pouring your heart out, you know, in an honest and authentic way and waiting for the answer. Sometimes the answers would come right away. Sometimes it'd take a while. But eventually there's a knowing. It would just happen. And if I didn't see the picture or see myself doing that or hear his voice, there would be a knowing and I would just know. And if I didn't, I would wait until I did. And that's probably a lot of times where most people get in trouble. They don't wait long enough, and sometimes you got to wait a long time. Um, but it's totally worth it. Um, but in your waiting, you know, keep your heart right. Just keep a good attitude, like Jesus taught. You know, have a good attitude. That's how faith works, anyway. You go back in the Old Testament, you study anything about faith, you'll see what God says, especially in the Book of Numbers, where God's dealing with the children of Israel. I think it's around Numbers chapter thirteen, chapter fourteen. God's dealing with the children of Israel, and he's dealing with them on a faith issue. And uh, you have Joshua and Caleb on one side of the faith issue, and you have uh, the whole congregation of Israel on the other side of the issue. And God says Joshua and Caleb are, are bringing forth a, a, a good report, which is something to be studied and looked at and considered, as well as the evil report that God says the congregation. And then that should be studied and looked at and you know, we looked at really closely at what happened to them. Okay, and uh, who was blessed and brought into the promised land? Which, you know, your promises, your everything prospering in your life, your promises, you know, the promises of God coming into your life and being uh, a reality in your life. Well, those that enter the promised land have a good report, not an evil report. And God says that's a, that's a heart of faith. Uh, Jesus talked a lot about faith. He talked about faith, love, and attitude. Um, more than he talked about anything in the Gospels. And uh, if, uh, if we're to really 
say that we're followers of Jesus, then those were the teachings that we need to really pay attention to. Uh, Jesus demonstrated in Mark 13 that faith, uh, just a, a unmixed, you know, a faith that's unmixed, because he was dealt, dealing with a lot of mixed faith. And you can see that in his interactions with the people when they said, oh, he would say, oh, you of little faith. Well, there was something to be said for that. Go look at that, study that, you'll understand this. But um, in the aspect of faith, Jesus said in Mark eleven twenty three and 24, that you can move faith with your mountains if you believe that you receive what you asked for in prayer. He is also stating something about prayer, too, in that in saying that, that there are going to be times that we ask for things in prayer. But if we believe what we ask for in prayer, if we believe we receive it, then we will have it. It'll be done for us, okay? And he said that kind of faith moves mountains, and it's an unmixed faith. And, it's, and you only need a teeny tiny amount of that faith, too. All right, so let's wrap this up here. So work on clearing out all of your inner resistance so you can hear the voice of God. Sometimes you got to get alone with God. You can, sometimes you got to go into a cave to get alone with God. Sometimes you got to do what Enoch did. Read the, book, read the book of Jasher, and it'll tell you what Enoch actually did. You can read the book of Enoch, and you can see Enoch did something to get this, to get these attention of these angels and, and God's attention so that he could have these experiences. There was something he did. Well, in the book of Jasher, it talks about what he did. And it's really, really a mind-blowing thing. And it's so simple that anybody can do it. But in our day in society, the way it's going and the way we are trying to keep all this running, we can't quite do that. Some of us can because, well, health-wise, me, it was health. My health took me out, so I, I got given a gift with my health and that was time to get to know God and so that's what I did so I did what Enoch did hung out and sought God and um, because of that I've had 31 years of, of miracles that are it's mind-blowing how many miracles have happened I can't even list them all in the last few years I've been writing some of them down but it's there's so many I can't even keep up with it so um, I'm telling you, and I'm not kidding either, physical miracles to myself and people around me. And you can talk to my friends and the people around me and just how, how many miracles have, have, have happened. And you can just talk to them all and, and then go and listen to all the stories. And it's mind-blowing at the different kinds of miracles that do happen. And one of the things I've learned as, as from Jesus by being a healer is, is that what we're doing is we're clearing, out, clearing ourselves out. So we're allowed, so we can allow the the spirit, which is God. God is one. God is one, by the way. God is one, and God is spirit. So God can pass through you. God can pass through you. God is the healing, well-being, life-flowing, life-force energy of everything. It's given everything life. Okay, this is well-being. It's not evil. It's good, and it wants to. And if you're if you're ailing, you can be healed. And this is how I got healed. So, um, in 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 many of the ways, I still have HIV. Uh, as far as I know, it's still in my blood, and it keeps testing positive. But, um, you know, and I do feel the effects of it sometimes. But uh, with Christ, I can do anything, and uh, and I've been doing a lot of cool stuff, and it's really cool. Now, but like I said, though, I have to really keep myself on a fine balance though there's a fine balance to it all and you know um but as long as i do the things that i that are i know to do that are right for me to do i'm fine that was another thing too uh letting go of stress was a huge thing there's good stress and bad stress you have to know what kind of stress you can handle okay and if you have hiv figure that out because if you don't it will kill you 
you know, and um, anybody that's suffering from immune deficiency diseases or any of those kind of diseases or, in, or deficiencies, you need to figure out your stresses and what stresses you and what doesn't. And most of the time it's negativity, your own negativity and other people's bullshit negativity that they're blah, 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 blah you know, the negative bullshit negativity that people do. You know, well, you have to change that within yourself and there's a way to do that. You, it's not that hard. The information and the tools are out there. Search the internet. You can find it you know, get out from that stuck pattern of negativity that was going on in my head. Once that was cleared, everything changed. Everything's better. I'm happy. Everything's going great, you know, and uh, God is love. God is love and God is well-being. And listen, if God is love and love does no harm, then stop harming yourself with your words and your actions and your hardness that you think you have to beat yourself up every time you do something wrong you sh you're not no you don't no you don't you're not doing anything wrong you're learning you need to get that in your head you're learning think about this edison it was said that edison like broke like failed at light bulbs a whole mess of times before he got it i don't even know how it's like you know hundreds hundred or thousand times or whatever before he got the first one but you know what he said about that he didn't say he failed every one of those times no, he, he said, I learned how not to make it, and one time how to make it. <laughs> and so there, you know, there's something to be said for that. Anyway, y'all have a great day. God loves you. You know, know that you're his child, but know that he's also living with you and inside you and passing through you, and he's in everything and all around us. Have respect for everything in life, especially people and animals and well, just everything. Respect everything. Peace. Rev DDT out. This is a Rev DDT broadcast. I'm Dutcher Doctor.